We do still firmly believe that someone who was in the house the night of the disappearance knows what really happened. I've told everything that I know. I've been nothing but truthful with them. And we're asking them to search deep into their, their hearts and come forward with the information that could, could, could solve this case. It's a case that has left New Braunfels Police Department and a family searching for their son frustrated. New Braunfels Police Department saying the family isn't being truthful and the family saying the police department isn't doing their job. I'm reporter Lee Waldman. And I'm court reporter Erica Hernandez. This is South Texas Crime Stories, the first episode, The Disappearance of Joshua Davis. It was a cold night on February 4th, 2011. 18-month-old Joshua Davis was inside a trailer home in the 2600 block of Savannah Hills Circle in New Braunfels. According to Sabrina Benitez, she and her son Joshua were in a room watching a movie when he walked out toward the front of the house where six other adults and another child were. What happened next, we may never know. Apparently, nobody else in the home at the time saw Joshua. At some point that night, 911 was called by Davis's grandfather to report Joshua missing. New Braunfels 911. Where is your emergency? This is Twelve uh, Twenty six nineteen Savannah Hill Circle. Go ahead, sir. Yes, twenty six nineteen Savannah Hill Circle. And uh, my grandson is missing. He's about 16, 16, 18 months, and we can't find him anywhere. Any obvious signs of entry or anything like that? No. Has he uh, just started like crawling or walking? He, he's walking, but uh, we can't find him anywhere. What was he last seen wearing? Uh, a plate, dark black, I mean dark, dark uh, brownish plate shirt and blue jeans. And he didn't have any shoes on, had socks on, that's it. You know, I don't, we don't, what is I don't know how Josh. What is your name? Josh. My name is Jerome Davis. How long ago? It's been, we've been looking for him for about 20 minutes. Okay. I want to get somebody heading that direction, okay? Just keep looking for him. If you find him, give us a ring back. Uh -huh. Let me hear him. Uh, 619 Savannah here, Circle, all right? Right. Okay, I'll get him rolling. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. The search for Joshua began. Several different agencies helped New Braunfels Police Department search for Joshua in the days after his disappearance, but there was no sign of him. Police then started to question family members in the home at the time. They started to suspect that someone in the house had something to do with or knew something about Davis's disappearance. Authorities say time was spent getting rid of drugs in the house before calling 911 to report Joshua missing. The family constantly denied any wrongdoing, but the case went nowhere. Five years later, in 2016, Davis's mother, Sabrina, spoke with Case at 12, and she said she believed her son was still alive. I have no doubt in my heart, or I've never had a feeling, mother's intuition, that my son's gone. Meanwhile, police said that while the family has been cooperative, they doubted the information they were given. Here is David Ferguson, NBPD spokesman. Don't believe that the information that they are giving us is fully truthful. Sabrina saying the family isn't hiding anything. I've told everything that I know. I've been nothing but truthful with them. Again, nothing new came and Joshua still not found. In 2019, the case again getting attention. This time, police releasing the 911 call the night that Joshua disappeared. Also, a photo was released by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children of what Joshua might look like at eight years old. The police still urging family to tell them the truth 
and the family saying police weren't doing their job. In 2021, it is now the 10th anniversary of Joshua's mysterious disappearance. New Braunfels police announced on social media that they have been frustrated and disappointed in the level of cooperation from some members of the immediate family who have repeatedly lied and misled detectives. Ferguson again speaking at a news conference about this case. We do still firmly believe that someone who was in the house the night of the disappearance knows what really happened. NBPD also said that detectives continue to follow up new leads, but have accused the family of sending investigators off to investigate theories they knew to be untrue. It was also revealed that the family's initial claim they called 911 immediately was wrong. Investigators have confirmed that about 45 minutes to one hour elapsed before that 911 call was made. Despite how long it has been, NBPD say the case is still open. The hope is always to find baby Joshua alive. Unfortunately, the investigation points to that being unlikely. So we just heard a recap of the case, Lee, and I really wanted to talk about that 911 call because it kind of stood out to me. It was the grandfather that called, mm -hmm. and he mentioned a few times about the age of, of, of Joshua um, and how he may have been walking, he may have been crawling. He also gave a range of 16 months to 18 months, and you would think... Grandfather should know that and should know the milestones his grandson is, is achieving at that point. I mean, I have a six-month-old who's about to crawl, and I would think at that point that that baby or that Joshua was walking at least. Why is nobody seeing this? I feel like you you have to see if a toddler is walking at that point. Right. And you would also think if you have a toddler that young, would there not be any baby-proofing to the doors to ensure that no accidents happen, they should know at that point. Someone should be clocking that kid as they're walking around if it's all family members too. And I don't want to judge. I mean, I'm, I'm a parent as well. We all, you know, there's things that happen. We can't always have an eye 24-7. I just find it really hard to believe with all the people that were inside that house at the time, nobody saw him. Right. And, and even out of the corner of your eye, if you see a kid that young reaching toward the door handle, someone would pop up. Or even the other child that was in there. Oh, uh, we're going to go play maybe. Yeah, it just... and it was so late in the evening already. Like, and it was a cold, cold day. It was, I think, the coldest day of the year at that point. Um, it was in February. And it's just, there's just so many questions unanswered. And I felt like that 911 call kind of stood out about what was maybe not going on or going on in that home at the time. Right, and also, I know with other other family members with young kids that kid's out of your sight and it's a frantic phone call yeah it came across very calm to me too i i could get a sense of worry from the grandfather but i would think if you've been looking for and we learned it was 45 minutes to an hour yeah that would be more frantic at that point where where is this kid where is he why can't we find him and another thing that kind of i want to kind of switch gears on a little bit is We've recently been covering a case, missing child case here in San Antonio, which was Lena. And you've covered that extensively. There was an Amber Alert that came out for Lena right when away. she disappeared right away. That wasn't the case. Do you know what that difference is for the Amber Alerts here in Texas? And, and so it could be different departments. It could be years have passed now. This other case, it's been over 10 years ago now. And so Amber Alert's the way that they're issued, that changes. But it is odd because in Joshua's case, they never issued one because they didn't believe an abduction had happened. 
with Lena's case, they also don't believe an abduction has happened. But the difference is right away, Lena's case triggered an Amber Alert, an Amber Alert that extended for days, weeks. And at a certain point in time, they rescinded that Amber Alert. She's still missing, but they said, you know, we can't keep issuing it because then it loses its effectiveness. But with Joshua, they never believed he was abducted, and so they never issued one. It also begs the question, if they would have issued an Amber Alert, if they would have pushed something out to all of our social media devices, all of our smartphones, issued something on a billboard, would we have resolution in this case? Would we know something more? And that's just a question that we're not going to have the answer to because we can't go back in time. But it, it just it's odd the differences in the two cases, even though with both, they don't believe either child has been abducted. You kind of hit it on the nail there when you said, I think every department kind of has their different protocols on when it's time. I know we mentioned in the in the recap of this case that, you know, Texas Rangers were involved in, several agencies were involved in helping look for Joshua Davis, but I think they knew right away that he didn't go far or, or even went anywhere at all. We won't know. And I just wish there was some kind of answer to these questions because we, we will never know what happened I think exactly. at this point unless someone does speak up or someone does come up with the tip and that does come out at a later date and it, it's just really sad I, I found a statistic that currently in Texas there are 253 active cases of missing children that's a lot of cases for that's Texas that's a lot of cases 253 and just one state I know it's a big state there's a lot of different counties there's a lot of area that we cover here in Texas but still that's got to be frustrating not only for families but for the law enforcement agencies who are looking into these kinds of things and I think that's what I was getting a lot doing this uh, recap of Joshua Davis's case you can tell there's frustration on the part of law enforcement someone has to know something and I think that's a lot of the same uh, mentality with 253 other missing children and there was a lot of frustration on the family we heard that as well the family is thinking the police are just focusing on them and they're saying it wasn't us a more extensive search should have been done longer and they just pinpointed us right away and i i don't know if the police should have done it or maybe they did and they just didn't find anything either and they didn't i know there is stacks and stacks and stacks of files and and paperwork on this case but it is an open case still and we can only hear so much right and they're able to only say so much without jeopardizing the case as well because they also like you said it's open they they can't give too much away because it's still an open active investigation something else we were talking about difference wise between lena's case and joshua's case um the reward yeah this joshua davis case there was a reward i want to say for 30 days from um new Braunfels police department lena there's been a reward since the beginning with Crime Stoppers and also with other organizations, but that Crime Stoppers reward, $50,000 has stayed there this entire time. And the last time I talked to uh, New Braunfels PD about this case, just to make sure that you know we didn't miss anything and that everything that they said last year still applied for this year, was there is a reward. It's not as much as it was for those 30 days it went back down, I believe to either four or $5,000 which is like the, the, the cap there for Crime Stoppers. Um, but yeah, that is interesting why at one point was it this high and one point it wasn't. Um, I don't know if that's something they do in New Braunfels where they, they push an amount to kind of highlight and spotlight a case, hoping for some answers. And then after a while, if it doesn't, then they kind of back off on it a little bit. But I'm, I'm really interested to see 
if we will ever get answers in this in this story. And it's been one I think I I started here at KSAT right when this was happening um, with Joshua Dage with someone who disappeared. And it's one I, I feel like we need answers to because it hit a community really hard. You look at this picture of this little boy and he's he's adorable. He's and you you want resolution. And if it was someone from the family, you would hope they would eventually speak and we we get answers. And if it wasn't, well, Maybe should police be looking somewhere else? And I I don't want to point fingers, but I feel like they're close, but they're not telling us they're close. Exactly. They don't want to give away. They don't want to show their hands too much with this because they have to be strategic in their investigation, too. Because, I mean, I would never imagine what it's like to be a law enforcement officer, everything that they have to deal with, um, the, the red tape that they have to cross and getting everything exactly right to be able to present a case too. So I understand not wanting to give anything away, but there's so many people out there that obviously were touched by this case. You were obviously touched by this case that are just desperate. Just tell us something. We have to know something at this point because an 18 month old baby, he doesn't disappear without a trace with no answers. There has to be an answer. There has to be a resolution at some point. Yeah. And if he is, you know, if Joshua Davis is alive, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children um, have a photo of what Joshua would be, would look like now at 11. And we'll put it on the website there so we could show you as well as what that, what that rendering would look like. And I found it really interesting, the work that the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children did. Um, after two years, if a child is too, still missing, they have artists that work on forensic imaging to create an age progression. Um, and that's what this image is, is an age progression of Do- Joshua. And I know one was um, came out, I think, when he was eight, what he will look like at eight. So now we have what he will look like at 11. So we have that up right now. I don't know if you were able to see that photo. And he almost, he looks the same. It just his little eyes are the same. He's just, he looks like a grown boy now. You hope that he was able to grow up and he's 11 now. But it also, after all this time, you have to wonder, okay, are we really looking for someone who looks like that? Or are we looking for for Bones at this point? And that's just kind of the, the biggest question. You hope that he's 11. You hope that he's had a good life up to where he is right now. But you just don't know. Yeah. And I kind of want to go over what Joshua was last seen wearing. According to this uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, he was wearing a blue and red button-down long-sleeve shirt, a gray long-sleeve rock-aware shirt, dark blue rock-aware jeans, a beige and white rock-aware onesie, a diaper, and black and white socks. And it says here, you know, if he maybe needed a medical attention. We don't know. I really hope there's resolutions in this case. And um, I don't know if you have the, the numbers, Lee, and if anybody with information on who to contact yeah, I'll read it off your screen here. Looking at the numbers for who to contact, you can contact New Braunfels Police Department, 830-221-4100, or you can call Crime Stoppers, 830-620-TIPS. So those are the numbers that you can call there if you have any information at all. And, you know, no tip goes unnoticed. And I think that's something investigators have held strong to, which is if you know anything at all, no matter how big or small, 
call them, let them know that it's worth investigating, it's worth looking into because you never know what could be that missing puzzle piece to uncovering some kind of answer, some kind of resolution for this family and for the community who obviously cares so much about this child. Now, this is one of many cases we're going to be talking about in the upcoming weeks, upcoming months. I'm really excited about this podcast, South Texas Crime Stories. Why do we why do we want to do this podcast, Lee? <laughs> well, I think that not only are we true crime lovers, but also, you know, this podcast has an opportunity to bring closure. And that's, I think, the ultimate goal is bringing closure to so many families who are impacted by by crime in, in our area and who, who just want to know what happened so that they can rest easier at night. And if this podcast can bring some kind of closure, give them a, a platform to talk on again, because sometimes talking is the best therapy, I think that's really the purpose of this. I really also hope for us to also educate our, our viewers. You know, I really wanted to hone in on that Amber Alert thing today to, so people understand the differences and why sometimes Amber Alerts are called in certain instances and not in others. And I, I want to bring that in the forefront as well. I'm hoping in the future we can talk more with Crime Stoppers about what they do and how to get involved and, and how they get involved in cases, especially cold cases. And we're gonna we're gonna be tackling a lot of cases and I'm excited to bring this back and and I, I've done this a little bit on the TV side, but I think in the pod, podcast side and the newsletter side, because there will be a newsletter attached with each article, we'll be able to expand more on what, what these cases and those who were involved in them as well. Exactly. We're going to we're going to keep uncovering what we can in a bunch of different cases in a bunch of different ways and you know, we want to hear back from people obviously. What do they want to know? What questions do they have? And we'd love to engage whether it be on social media, on our newsletter, online, on air. Just just let us know. We want to engage with with everyone who is passionate about this. And you can check out the South Texas Crime Stories tab on ksat.com for more on each case as well as how to subscribe to this podcast and as well to our newsletter. Thanks for joining us this week and make sure to stay tuned next week for an all new episode of South Texas Crime Stories.